There is something cool about being up here, Jeff. I mean, at first I was just jumping, but then... But then you started bouncing. Like a baby on the knee of a goddess. Yes. Yes. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. <laughs> and I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community, Season 2, Episode 7, Aerodynamics of Gender. I just want to point out that, oh, as always, we are consummate professionals and we nail, nail it on the first go every time. Um, so I, uh, as some of you know, uh, over the last few weeks, I have... Um, uh, I've started a new uh, segment on this show called Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Uh, th- and and I want to welcome you to that segment now. Uh, now, I have a, a pod decks uh, for the What the Heck deck. I believe I described it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to just give it a good shuffle here. Um, and here we go. Going to move the mic so you can hear it. Oh, I'm hoping you got a good microphone out of that. <laughs> Uh, it was fine. It was fine enough. So, <laughs> I I am going to pull the top card out of the deck, and we're going to talk about it. Um, and we're going to see what we've got. I hope this one's not about microwavable foods. It's not, but it probably doesn't give us a whole lot of conversation, unless you have. Um, have you ever had a weird Uber experience. And of course, for Uber, we're also going to expand to Lyft in case you, uh, any ride sharing uh, uh, system you use at all. Um, okay. Well, I've been in like four Ubers ever. So, okay, great. Good start. <laughs> Fantastic start. I love it. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure two of them were with you while we went to karaoke night. Uh, because the plan was to get real drunk, and we did. We succeeded in hey, that. Hey, you know what? Um, it's good to set a plan and succeed at it. Uh, the only other two uh, is that when Sarah and I were in Austin, Texas for a wedding, uh, we were going to go downtown, and um, Austin was great for a lot of things like the food and the food and the food okay. and hey. the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I hated it for the driving. So we were going downtown and I'm like, let's do, even though we rented a car and everything, I was like, let's just, let's do a lift because sure, I don't want to drive downtown on a Saturday night. Trying to a, find parking in a, in a, in a strange city, town. I don't know. Yeah. Don't so we took a lift downtown and the guy was super nice. He drove super well. He had, he had, uh, chargers for both uh, USB-C and Lightning. So, you know, you could charge your phone in the back. He had bottles of water. He was super nice. He was great. We loved him. And it's, it, it was really it was really nice because uh, Sarah tends to get a little car sick sometimes. And so Lyft is not a great option for her. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, but even, even, you know, with that, like, she, she didn't feel bad. And it was a great, we, you know, we got to see the city when we were going into town and uh, it, it was great. Um, and then we had a, a nice night out uh, downtown. I saw a friend who lived in Austin for, uh, for a bit. She did some improv. It was, it was a fun night. 
And then we got a lift back to the hotel. And this driver pulls up and is like, we, we get in and she's like, uh, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, I, I'm actually from Dallas and I'm just in the week. I'm in Austin for the weekend. And I just figured I'd make a little money while I'm here. Anyways, how do I get to your hotel? Oh, no. Like she she almost pulled off on a wrong exit. She did not know how to like she was real heavy on the like on the brakes. So like Sarah was getting like super car sick. Oh, sure. and Everything was awful. That's really the only uh, like I have. That, yeah. I have some concerns, um, especially because if if she's working Lyft or Uber or one of these ride-sharing companies, I'm assuming they have a smartphone that has maps on it. I mean, they they did, but she was kind of like, I don't know. She she almost took the wrong exit, I like, see. despite having the Google Maps. Okay. She, so she did have the Google Maps up. She just wasn't, you know, so maybe there was a confusing exit to take or something like that. Yeah, that... That sucks. <laughs> uh-huh. I I will talk about all of my lift experiences. I was drunk in them. Or <laughs> or it's four o'clock and I need to get to the airport. So the weird I'm sure some drivers have some weird descriptions of me because uh-huh. I was drunk in the back of their lift. I think at one point I accidentally like getting out of a car drunkenly, of course, I think I kicked something and broke it, but I don't remember because again, drunk. Um mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, most of the time I'm either drunk or going to the airport and, and in, you know, frankly, similar states of being, uh, because uh-huh. I'm not wanting to be awake and I mm-hmm. frankly mm-hmm. don't want to be in this car. Yeah, that's legit. Um, that tracks. Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think I have, any, I, there is one, I, I remember I went to a work conference once with, with a coworker of mine and we got a lift and we made him stop off at the only place in San Jose that had food at that time, which was this weird, like gourmet burger place. And we brought in all of our luggage and then for whatever, no, I think we, we said we were going to go there and then we get another Uber, but it took a while to get that second Uber. It was a disaster is what I'm saying. I mean, you're in San Jose, so, you know, San Jose, Santa Clara, (laughs) somewhere in between, you know, as you do. I'm just going to last look last week. I was all like Chicago, obey the bean and whatever. And this week I'm apparently just going to be like, screw San Jose. You know, downtown San Jose is pretty nice. And I've been to a San Jose Sharks game um, and that was fun. Um, Yeah, I don't have any additional thoughts about San Jose, to be honest with you. That's or Uber or Lyft. Other than, you know, I got, you know, I I got, I I wish they were, weren't gig workers and I wish they had uh, benefits and things like that, but that's a different discussion Uh entirely isn't it california yeah your your what the what the heck deck is uh it has failed again because i'm so glad i paid money for this thing let's ask (laughs) let's ask about uber to the two guys who won one of them has used it four times uh that's two round trips (laughs) and the other one has only ever been drunk or going to an airport to be fair, again, I imagine there are weird experiences of me being drunk in the back of a lift. That being said, <laughs> I do not remember them because I was drunk in the back of a so lift. So we need, we need to get your lift mm-hmm. driver. I'm sure. Uh, I'm on sure this we podcast. all get because I th- I'm pretty sure in all those apps the drivers rate you too. So I'm sure they've left some comments. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Oh, puke- I guess. I guess I, I was. I will say I haven't puked in a lift yet. I guess I was in yet. six. 
six uh because uh when we went to podcon and back mm. we we did those we did and didn't we friend of the podcast tema slipped the uh the guy who drove us back to our apartments when we got off the train we uh she she slipped him the business card for back to the futurama <laughs> because she was like we just got back from a from a podcast convention <laughs> uh the other guys who were in the car they did this uh uh they they did the uh this podcast and so here you go I forget um, how, fr- frankly, we were scared to do it, and we did it a little bit. And the time was like literally walking up to people. It's like, have you met my friends Mike and Ben? Um, anyways, I hope there was something usable in that about Uber and Lyft. Um, I am there. I will say there is a lot in, in this is a live uh, record for us. And in uh, in the live chat, there is a lot of support for Mike's bits. So I'm very excited. It's true. The live chat is um, uh, Matt in the chat says his most memorable ride was a guy who converted the back of his of the seat into uh, basically a vending machine that had everything from chargers to snacks and condoms and lube. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Good to be safe. Ev- everyone is uh, is uh, very supportive of Mike's bits and front of the podcast Tema. Mm hmm. So that's the state of the live chat right now. And and, um, and, and Matthew, Matthew, I do want to say that we would love Tema to be our business manager, but we cannot afford her. We really can't. Um, so let's get into the episode. Season two, episode seven, aerodynamics of gender. It starts out with Jeff and Troy playing basketball. Playing and some b-ball. It's so good. They the are, b-balls. Yes. The, the b-balls. That's what they definitely call it. I'm the sport it. one. <laughs> uh what is what is the best euphemism for basketball do sports need euphemisms well i mean i guess they do like you've got the gridiron for like football you know you've got the gridiron you've got uh the pigskin um true true you you've you've got a lot of uh you've got a lot of phrases like that what about basketball the old the rumpy johnny what the the (laughs) runny jumpy (laughs) Oh man, I'm so glad that was recorded because the there's what? no, I have no idea what I said, and it could possibly be an accidental slur. And I didn't, I apologize. Uh, I meant to say the runny jumpy, which is not much better now that I think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you said the the Johnny Rumpy. <laughs> you know what? Hashtag okay. Jenny Rumpy. Can we get Jenny Rumpy on this podcast? um if you if you are jenny rumpy and you're listening to this podcast please uh tweet at us um troy and jeff are doing the old runny jumpy they're laying up some hoops hooping up the basket see hoops hoops is the word we should have gone with that was the word they're shooting some hoops outside of the school when a couple of guys (laughs) i can't even they're all talking about butts a lot. Um, they're There's like, I'm a taking your butt to school. I'm going to kick your butt. And meanwhile, uh, the ladies of the group are all at a table kind of having a, a, a chat. And they're like, see, all the, the all they do is they talk about each other's butts, like kicking their butts and punching their butts. And I do like that Annie's like, does anyone ever actually say I'm going to punch your butt? After like, I watch this episode, Yes. I think we can make it happen. Like, fetch. Yes, because fetch famously happened. 
fetch famously happened. <laughs> um, I will say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you doing okay there, buddy? No, I'm. I, I have. I have so many problems. Um, I do. I, Britta does say that all of this aggressive talk about other people's butt is to seek out and destroy their own sensitivity. I think I think Britta's maybe onto something here. I think, I think, she think that's what the point of sports is, isn't it? Uh, you know, I think there's there's certainly you know the masculinity of sports, but there's also like that doesn't explain all of sports. I don't think. I, I think. Please explain all of sports. All so. Th- <laughs> Excuse me. As a sportsman, I will explain you sports now. I will sports explain this. Excellent. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I think there's there's certainly like times in which there are sports in which aggression helps. Obviously, like football and basketball and stuff like that. But then there's there's a lot of sports that are like finesse based, and I'm I'm not sure if that aggressive nature comes in those finesse sports. I don't know. I bet if I like was real mean to a a gymnast he'd like hop off the the rings do a perfect dismount and then get real in my face and be like i'm gonna punch your butt i bet that would happen you know you're probably right the ladies are all you know having some some girl power time they're gonna take a women's studies class uh annie's so into it she wants to do a boob bump with all the other ladies which uh she's like nope okay maybe maybe in time like yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Which um, I I don't think that's a thing ladies do. I'm not an expert also, on ladies. Spoiler alert: They don't get there. There is no boob bump that happens in this episode. It's true, but they maybe, don't get there maybe, in this episode. But I've not seen all of season six. I'll uh, I'll hold off any spoilers on boob bumps. Um, seriously. <laughs> oh damn! Oh man, some 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 deep cuts they decided to go for. Um, look, I'm not saying anything. So Pierce shows up and he has a drone uh, <laughs> because he's like, "Hey, remember the other week when you guys were all playing with RC cars and you you wouldn't let me do it because you were you were all finger cooler than me? Well, now I've got this and it's gonna it's gonna strangle your car's stupid butts." It is wild because like first of all so this was 2010 right i think you know drones were definitely a thing because pierce has one community didn't invent drone technology but now i'm just like oh yeah like everyone's got a drone yeah it's like my my boss has a drone it's like not cool anymore because if bosses have drones then we all have drones but like in 2010 it was like what what like that's that's a cool thing it's got a spy camera on it it's got four propellers like that's way more propellers than i have so i this should is a hope cool thing. so how many pro- okay hold on no we're we're going to we're going to inspect this one a little bit so ben how many propellers would you say that you have zero Okay. Now, in the near future cyberpunk universe, uh, yes, I didn't say near future. So uh, how many would you want to have? Two. Okay. So this even, this outstrips even your wildest desires. Okay. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this propeller fascination, but that's fine. Um, I just want to just, I want to, I want to just highlight that phrase for a bit. I, I don't propeller fascination. I just love it. 
so uh yeah uh he, he has it take off and it flies toward uh troy and jeff uh and you know the propellers are all uh exposed so like you don't want this coming close to you and mm-hmm. he's like look i don't control it there's a little man who who is inside and he pilots it that, and that is a thing that will come up later just hold on to that one for a bit hold on to that one jeff tries to to knock the drone out by uh by throwing a basketball at it it hits the table all the ladies are sitting at everyone gets mad about gender for a little bit which you know i feel ya. yeah sure and there's a lot there's a lot of anger about gender in this episode the ladies are off to their women's studies class. And Abed is like, oh, yeah, w- uh, which women's studies class is that? And it's feminist representation in media. And Abed's like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Like, let's do that. I will say it's a little disappointing we get none of the class because it actually seems like an interesting class. But then again, I'm not this this television show. I'm not going to be be able to watch to get a lecture about feminist representations in media. So I have I need to just remember that when it's like, oh, that I would take that class. I mean, in college, I did take a sociology of popular culture class, which talked a lot about feminism and race and, you know, all that kind of stuff in media and it was a very good class actually so um, I, i'm yeah it sounds fantastic i would love to be to go to a class again this is a sitcom and not enough time for a lecture mm-hmm. and and yet here i am getting excited about a possible lecture in a sitcom so uh, <laughs> matt says jeff missed throwing the ball at the drone showing why he lost a basketball that's um, fair that's a good point i will say it like watching it like i watched it not in slow motion but i paused in the middle of it and you can definitely see that he was he like very specifically threw it in the spot he was and he is a um of course he's a, a sportsman mm-hmm. he, Je, uh, 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 joel McHale is a sportsman so he has those like really good fine motor skills of making sure that ball goes exactly where he wants it to so i thought that was very impressive but yes his character is bad at basketball because he cannot hit a drone the ladies are like, well, I was I was hoping this was kind of going to be like our thing. Um, but, you know, there's there's no law that you can keep Abed's out mm-hmm. of class. So, and, and, you know, and Abed it is really what it wants is. to learn about them. So he goes to change out of his sport clothes. Jeff is really upset that Troy won because mm-hmm. masculinity is all tied up in besting people at sports. Sure. Um, whereas my masculinity is tied up in beating people in board games and I'm bad at board games. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Laura says so many sweaty, uh, sexy, sweaty muscles in this episode. That is She's true. not wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Donald Glover is surprisingly ripped. Like he looks kind of lean when he's like got mm. like s- sleeves, but like you take those sleeves off and he's like, I mean, he did in in the uh, to to fast forward uh, quite a while. The "This Is America" video. He, you know, he's he's topless, shirtless in it, and you know, good on you, Donald Glover. So Jeff kicks the ball over the fence while Troy is singing. You just lost. You just lost a game. You just lost. You just lost a game with Troy. Which uh, I love and should probably make my ringtone. That's a yeah, that'd be so a great good. ringtone. It's very good. You can play it every time you beat me at Dominion. Excellent. And I will I will love it and then also hate it at the same time. Jeff but kicks the ball I over won't the hear fence because a lot of the times we might be playing Dominion apart because again you know what's going uh-huh. on in the world. Jeff kicks the ball over the fence and 
uh, Troy goes to get it, which I was watching this episode with Sarah and she was like, wait, Troy has to go get it. And I was just like, it's a man thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You know, it it is kind of like a, well, I, I, I'm not sure if it's a, a man thing or if it's just a, a Jeff is a really crappy loser thing. <laughs> he punts so, the damn thing too. Like real good. Troy enters the uh this uh, he he goes through this uh gate in the fence and he enters this garden and immediately the cinematography of the of the garden is just <laughs> magical they so they wonderful. have added so much light bloom to these shots that is the just colors like, are brighter it's it's fantastic they dialed up that saturation you've got all the light bloom all the camera movements are sort of slow and sweeping and graceful. Oh, it's it's such a wonderful transition. And there's this peaceful music. Uh, and then uh, we get the credits. And then we go to women's studies where Abed has saved seats in the back. But the ladies want to sit up front uh, as a basically as a way to avoid Abed. They're not actually interested in sitting up front. But right. Uh, the excuse why they can't sit in the f- the full row of seats in the back is because Annie lost her glasses. And Abed's like, I didn't I didn't know you wore glasses. And it's like, yeah, I usually wear contacts, but I lost them and I can't find them with without my glasses, which I also lost. Airtight. Airtight. Also, uh, you know, if you're bad at remembering contacts or glasses, I feel like you should have a system. <laughs> As, as somebody that wears glasses and is talking to somebody else that wears glasses, we have systems to make sure we already always have our glasses. Yeah, but my, my vision's not that bad. I can get by without glasses pretty fine. Oh, I am a glassesman. Uh, you've, you've seen my glasses. They're not... They, you. I need them. So the ladies of the study group go up front, and there is this group of cool girls who want to sit up front. Those are their seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Matt says, why do the cool girls want to sit in the front? And I don't know. Everyone knows the cool people sit in back. It's true. Because you can you can goof off back there and be cool. It's true. I do want to point out that the the leader of the group is played by Hilary Duff of Lizzie mm-hmm. McGuire fame. And boy, if I didn't have a crush on her. Really? Tell me more about that. I mean, she's pretty. And she's a little quirky. If you watch Lizzie McGuire, she's a little quirky. Not too quirky, but a little bit, just enough quirky. So, you know, I am, uh, I'm for whatever reason, I think it's just, I, I am into quirky women. Okay. Okay. I can, I can appreciate that. Um, I think uh, I am just a little bit too old for that mm-hmm. to have been a thing for me because it's one of those things where it's like, we're not that different in age, but when you get down to like, right. you know, when we were that age, like one or two years is a huge difference as to what we're into and what we're watching. And I don't even think I, I probably didn't even know what the heck Lizzie w- w- uh, McGuire was uh, right. when it was like on and new. And so like, why would I know who Hillary Duff was? Right. Whereas you're like, I'm Mike and I've totally got a crush on Hillary Duff. Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to put it i do want to point out that i guess i was 13 when this show came on and i and i did watch it i i it was a it was a funny show yeah i don't have any other additional thoughts about it okay well i've never seen lizzie mcguire i'm uh, sure and... it doesn't hold up oh i'm i'm sure it doesn't 
<laughs> but yet we're doing it for our next podcast. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm quit quitting podcasts forever. Uh, I mean, frankly, I think it's just a ripoff of Clarissa knows it all. Now I think about Clarissa it. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, okay, I realize you wanna, I, realized you I talk screwed about, it up the moment I said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to talk about crushes? Clarissa was the coolest ever. Uh-huh. And so, like, it wasn't a huge crush, but like, she she was the kind of girl that was like just so cool. It, it you didn't need to, it didn't need to be romantic. You just wanted to like be around her because she was really cool. Sure, she made like vi- she programmed video games to get her point across to like her mom that all the is time. True. Uh, she dressed real hip. She uh, had a whole like theme song in a blank void. Like what? That's who doesn't every, want a every, theme song in a blank void? She's of basically course. basically a dream girl. Yeah. you got a void. You've got a theme song. <laughs> a dream girl. One has a void. Two. I mean, has a theme song. Okay. Three. Okay, let's, puts let's, that theme song in that void. Let's let's go through the let's go through the list of characters who have okay. voids. Clarissa. Okay. I was into it when I was a kid. Sure. Janet from The Good Place. Into it now. Absolutely into list. it. What more do you need? That's Every, true. Like, also, avoid? I listened to Darcy Big Carton bonus. on the uh, the Doughboys podcast, and she's delightful even with the Doughboys in the way. So just want to put that up. All, look, all I'm saying is, you know, crush on Clarissa, crush on Janet. Sure. Like, I mean, voids, who doesn't voids, love Janet? Voids make the girl that's all i'm saying i will say that even though she's not a girl okay (laughs) i was gonna jump off that and talk about melissa joan hart a little bit on our community podcast um and and how she and, and i think it's very fascinating to me that she is in two such important kid television shows Clarissa explains it all, and also sabrina the teenage witch the original one or i guess not the original one but the original adaptation from 1996 um and and all i remember is uh loving sabrina the teenage witch uh and and i have not watched the newer one which is apparently spookier um but i'm kind of you know i i don't know maybe i'm into it i don't know i'm i might okay. look at anyways the cool girls we were talking about 70 minutes ago they kick <laughs> the study room girls out of the front row they go and sit back with abed and Abed's like, I thought you wanted to sit up front. And uh, I go, well, the, you know, the cool girls kicked us out. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's Megan. You know, why do you why do you name your daughter Megan? You worried about a bitch shortage? Which, by the way, we're going to say the word bitch a lot in this podcast, yes. for which I apologize up front. It is a very central word to the episode. It absolutely is. And that kind of sucks a little bit. But here have, we are. I have never known a television episode where the word bitch is a plot point as much as this, but here you go. Yeah. Abed immediately starts picking up on all the cool girls' flaws. Yeah. Like like over-describing them is what I believe right. he refers to it as. And I will say up front, I did not take any notes on any of the mean things anyone says oh, to anybody in this episode. Not. Because it's a lot. It's it a is lot? A, it's a lot of just, you know, Abed pointing out, like, 
muffin tops and yeah, it's people's it's, roots and and you there's know, a lot of like really really mean things. It being gets said. mean. It gets and, real and, mean. And honestly, 2020 is negative enough, man. We don't need more negativity in this. We we do not. So I basically just refer to it as Abed bullies somebody. Which is why for the rest of the episode, we're no longer talking about community. We're talking about Janet from The Good Place and how I'm awesome Darcy it. Carden is. Darcy uh, Carden is a national treasure, and I will fight you if you disagree. And by fight, I mean play Dominion. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons thing. Like, I'll step over that line and say that, and I'll kick your butt at Nintendo. <laughs> I will do that, too. Hey, you know, you want to come into me, my face, and talk about Darcy Carden in a negative way? Well, guess what? We're turning on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and we're going to see who gets the highest score in Warehouse. I'll tell you that. Out in the garden, Troy has discovered this giant trampoline, and Jeff manages to find his way into the garden as well. And he's just like, I, I thought I thought schools got rid of all of these things because he's like, you know, as I as I uh, see it in my profession, this is one giant liability lawsuit. Mm-hmm. A, a groundskeeper comes up and says, Greendale doesn't allow it. It's why it's hidden. Um, and the groundskeeper name is Joshua, uh, played by Matt Walsh, best known for being on Veep. Um, he is kind of like, uh, if you if you don't recognize him, he's very into a lot of the different comedic worlds of, you know, television and LA and things like that. He's very well known in that scene. Um, he, he makes sure that he says, okay, no one saw you come into this peace, place of peace and balance, for a place free from darkness. Keep that in mind because it will come up later. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. So unfortunately, yes, it is not great what he says. Troy is jumping and uh, he's like, you know, at first I was just jumping, but then, and then Josh was like, you started bouncing. And there's this like weird, like Zen sort of uh, pseudo mini religion about this trampoline and bouncing. And there's this, there's, you're right. There is definitely a Zen Buddhism kind of thing going on. Cause the whole, the whole time I refer to it in my notes is they kind of come out very Zen and like, who cares? Like, just, just be calm. Just be good. The garden has two simple principles. One, it must stay secret. Absolutely. Two, no double bounces. No dumple bounces. Which uh, is actually important because most uh, trampoline injuries, uh, I mean, I don't have stats on it, but as far as I understand it, most trampoline injuries come from uh, multiple people being on the trampoline at at the same time. Uh, And so you're only supposed to have one person on it for a safety aspect. So I have Googled, I'm sorry, I have duck, duck, goad, trampoline injuries, double bouncing. And the first result is a cbsnews.com where a video taken at a New Jersey trampoline park showing a dad double bouncing his son. And as a result, breaking the child's femur. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. No double bounces. There's a reason I avoid trampolines and have since I was a child. Because Ooh. I was scared my leg was going to get caught in that section. Because oh, where, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you know, remember, that they didn't have the padding when we were kids. They just uh-huh. had springs. Just the springs, they're rusty and awful. And mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, my God, my, my they're going to get in there. Ah, 
that was how I went. Uh, yeah. So the, this whole oh, an optional third rule in the garden is obey the bean. Uh, at the apex of each optional. jump. At the apex of each jump, Joshua says, there is a moment outside of time, outside of words, outside of everything. It is a perfect moment. I call it the world's whisper. And then I will say that it made me want to get on a trampoline. It does romanticize trampolines an awful lot. Because you know what? I could use the world's whisper right now. I think we all could a little bit, it's right? It's 2020. Look We're how all it changed. stressed as hell. I swear to God, look how it changed Jeff, of all people. Yeah, Jeff ju- starts bouncing on it, and he he doesn't think it's going to be anything. And then he's like, no, you're right. 30 seconds on this thing, and I feel... You've been there for an hour. So, like, this trampoline is magical. Yeah, it's a magic trampoline. I want to buy it. I want it. I, I, it will kill me, but I want it. <laughs> I want the world's whisper. I want it. In the cafeteria, uh, my next note says Abed is being a bitch robot. It, it, yes. <laughs> he, he has, yeah. not, he has yeah. not gone full on RoboCop mode yet. You mean Robot Cop? I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my favorite line in the whole episode. I just wanted to bring it up. So, uh, yeah, he's he is noticing all these flaws about all these different women, uh, and he's pointing them out to uh, Shirley and Annie and Britta, and they're all kind of giggling about it. Yeah. And he's like, but I, I thought all of these things th- that, that I'm really good at noticing, I thought this was the stuff I was supposed to filter out. And Annie says, well, it's kind of a guilty pleasure to hear about, you know, certain girls. Right. Um, and then Abed goes to get everybody sodas because uh, Shirley suggests it. And he wants to keep everybody uh, feeling good about Abed. Um, and they're, they the, the women uh, kind of sit around for a little bit. It's like, oh, he's like one of the girls. And then they realize he's talking to the bullies from earlier. Yeah, he walks straight up to Megan and he starts just releasing a, a relentless stream of insults. Yeah, it's it's... You know, I, I don't want to. Okay, so here's the thing: they're mean. Yes, they're very mean. With the way that they have written Abed, he is on the spectrum, and I don't want to be. I don't. I recognize that that is a really interesting, like not interesting. I'm trying to find the right words here. It is a nuanced performance that Danny Pudi gives as Abed as a character that is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that because of this, it makes him a bit of a outsider. And I know that I'm jumping quite a bit forward at this point, but I, I find it I find it interesting that he he jumps here, right? He goes straight to kind of like like we've talked about a little bit like Ro- Robocop or being a robot of destroying bitches again a very much a bitch related episode of television for some reason. Uh-huh. I just find it really interesting he kind of jumps there um uh, because he has shown some uh, some compassion as you know I not be he's not fully one way or the other on the spectrum. I just I I I find it interesting how they balance Abed. Well I think I it's, suppose is what I'm kind of trying to say. I mean honestly I think it works because I feel like we are all susceptible 
to the idea of becoming a worse person in the name of trying to fit in. That's um, also because fair. there are definitely like I I consider myself a pretty good person, but there have definitely been some times in my life where uh you know the the saying is like you are a combination of like the the five people you're closest to or you know whatever that that saying is. That's fair. And there have definitely been times in my life where it's like I'm in a crappy situation and I'm working a job I hate and everyone works that everyone there hates the job. And so all we do is, is, you know, sit around and be mean about everything. And like that definitely, it's sort of, it's sort of, uh, chips away at you a little bit. And so that sort of desire to just be like, Oh yeah, well I want to fit in and this is an easy route Mm, because it's really easy to be mean. Right. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't take work to be like, oh, that person's fat or whatever. And then right. if if the people you are around are like, yeah, I'm totally into you making fun of this person for being fat. It's an instant feedback loop. That sure. Requires yeah, absolutely. Zero effort. And so I think for somebody who is already kind of not sure how to fit in getting that little bit of a feedback loop and it's something that he's good at because he is hyper aware right he's he's, he fixates on the the you know what other people see as flaws but he is just kind of like oh that's just a thing that i'm noticing about this person right and so i think that combination of like not only am i good at this but it is instant reward Mm -hmm. like we are all susceptible to that whether or not we like that that's fair Uh, you know that's a good point so I I do think that it's it's a, a pretty good job writing Abed here yeah. because you know it's it's just like he immediately he immediately fits in maybe yeah. more than he's ever fit in in his life because right. he is so good at this desired action right he is he he's suddenly a god I mean. <laughs> I mean, we just did talk about messianic uh, myths and ancient <laughs> right? peoples. So, I mean, he's been a god before. Um, right. No, but, but think, about, right. Like, think I, about all the work that it takes to do that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to being like, oh, she's got a muffin top. Yeah, that's like, that's a good point. Super easy, right? And, so, and, and, and not to jump forward, but I also find it interesting that Abed is the one that kind of redeems himself in the end without help from Britta, uh, Annie, or Shirley. And I know I'm jumping way the mm-hmm. hell forward, but I find that interesting uh, since we're talking about Abed be kind of going to this place and then going where we're going. And I, I find it interesting. Abed just releases this unrelenting assault on Megan and all of her flaws. And uh, Chang is there for some reason, basically like, ah, snap. Yeah, Chang is like a uh, hype man <laughs> for uh-huh. these insults. It's odd. I mean, but it fits Chang, right? It does. Abed manages to chase off the mean girls. And then Britta stands up on the the table. And she's like, this cafeteria is hereby declared a bitch-free zone. And this, this is when Britta overplays her hand. This is also something that I'm... Just imagine sitting in the cafeteria. And all of a sudden, some woman stands up on the, the table and is like, Attention, ladies and gentlemen, this is a bitch-free zone and acts like she's, you know, a badass. How weird is that? <laughs> Look, I, 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 
I, from what I remember in the cafeteria, I was more interested in eating my uh, my hot dogs anyway. So, you know, I was just going for it. Out in the garden, Jeff feels really great. He is super, yeah, super calm. I mean, both Troy and Jeff have gained that kind of zen-like uh, culture. Uh, Joshua has called Troy a natural jumper. Keep that one in mind. Just, just to put it in there. That's a thing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we better bounce. And then they all kind of have a laugh about <laughs> that double meaning. Yeah, everybody laughs and it's great. See you tomorrow, Joshua. We better bounce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's in a super good mood, so. I mean, yeah, everything's fine, right? Right? Out in the halls, the uh, ladies are, uh, as I wrote in my notes, they're on a hunt for bitches. Because their their sudden new goal is to take down all the bitches in the school, and uh, for this whatever is reason, when, when you said "hunt for bitches," it made me think of red, "hunt for Red October." I was just like, <laughs> "All right, that would be a much different and probably eh, probably not better movie, but it'd be a different movie." Uh, so yeah, they they are you know trying to take out all the bitches in the school they point out this is when um abed's having uh some second thoughts and then they they're like no i mean because we're we're doing this you know we're we're taking out the mean people like robocop exactly like robocop sharice is a bad robot sinker (laughs) and i love i love that that I, so I love great. the idea that Britta is so out of touch. She doesn't know what RoboCop is. Right. Like I've not like, seen RoboCop. I want to, but I, I know what it is. I know mm-hmm. it's a satire. I know everything about RoboCop except for watching it. So yeah, I think this is when uh, his vision turns into like yeah. robot vision. We go into kind of like a vision system. And and I, I did, I want to note down that I saw some interesting nuggets on okay. the, the, let's call it, uh, user interface, I guess, uh, for yes. lack of a better word. Um, he is estimating the the cycles of the women of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he has a current synopsis of the current episode of the television show. Um, and a few memos like record Cougar Town and Troy's birthday in 14 days. Very good. I don't think I've ever actually looked at any of the stuff on the screen. Because... I fortunately paused right at the, t- the okay. right time both times, so... He walks over to this girl and starts talking to her uh, something about how her pants are bad. I don't know. Yeah, it was it very was, quiet. It was also honestly, kind of if like, I didn't have if I didn't have the captions on, I wouldn't have known that like you could even hear what he's saying because it's mm-hmm. just so quiet. It's also if you read the captions, they're not super rude. <laughs> it does make her go cry, though. So, that is you true. know, still the intent was that. She, uh, he was going to make her cry and she he succeeded and it was bad in the uh, study room Pierce is ready to play ball he's got uh, he's got the uh, the basketball shorts and he's ready to go and he's like all right let's play ball I'm gonna slit your butt's throats yep he it, uh-huh. uh, butts have throats Pierce Hawthorne um, yeah uh, they're they're super kind of blissed out just like chill pierce is like why are you acting like this jeff is wearing what seemed to be uggs or ugg relate uh, ugg adjacent they're, boots uh-huh. they're they're ugg ish mm-hmm. uh definitely fur lined uh pierce immediately calls him gay just gonna put that one out there uh 
that's what Pierce says. Uh, Jeff's like, these are like walking on a pair of dreams. Yeah, I I want I want yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm into that. I mean, I'm walking around all my house. If I can just get a, a some shoes that make me feel like I'm walking on dreams, that's what I want. At that point, the <laughs> ladies come into the study room and they are all just like they're they're all very happy. Yeah, Britta says that the school is a gutter and they're spraying it clean. Uh, Pierce does ask if if Jeff and Troy are quote on weed end quote and he'll I'll smoke you under the table, which I don't. I okay yeah sounds good. <laughs> uh huh. Everyone's like uh, well Troy and Jeff are super laid back and Pierce is like you tell me how to get this laid back or I'll kill your families. Yeah, he flips out. It's wild. I just like that sentence. Yes. Tell he, me how to get this laid back or I'll kill your families. Yeah, that's wild. I do like that. Jeff's like, hey, are you guys okay? We should take it easy. And Britta's like, are you telling me what to do? Abed, get him. And then he, Abed makes fun of him. And then Jeff goes to close the door on Chang, who's watching them. Is like, you know, Chang. Yeah, I mean, like, because at this point, this is, I think, when Abed starts kind of questioning everything. Because he's like, wait, so Jeff is a bitch now. Yeah. So you know like again the bitches as the plot point troy and jeff decide to take a quick bounce before lunch they scope out the hallway to make sure that pierce isn't there and he's not so everything's good they they specifically mention i hope i want to make sure that pierce isn't hovering around that is an interesting use of words yeah because then the his drone follows them uh, it hovers around it it is it is what drones do. It's 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 Chekhov's hover. You pay it off a, literally a second after it's said. Also, like I've been around people flying drones. Those suckers are like, like yeah, they're loud as hell. There's no way a drone can like sneak up on you while you're trying to sneak into a secret garden trampoline. You got to know that when you're trying to sneak into your secret garden trampoline. Just take notes, everybody, for when you're sneaking into your secret garden trampoline like I am. Wink. The drone follows them into the the garden. And then it cuts to a scene where uh, he is having Leonard. It looks like he's having Leonard process the photos. And he's like, yeah. Right. Back, back, freeze it. Can you blow that up a little? Enhance. Stop. That's it. And then it's just a PDF that says how to download <laughs> photos from your drone. Yeah, it's it's pretty wonderful. In the cafeteria, the ladies of the study group walk up to some other women who are sitting on one of the couches uh, in that sort of area off yeah. away from the main cafeteria. And they have Abed say some real mean things about them. Abed's like, well, but but wait, I mean, they, uh, they, they did. They, I don't think they were doing anything wrong. Like, yeah, I don't think they were bitches. And and we kind of go back into Abed's vision system and Shirley's line of being bad to bad girls plays, and we get a couple of new memos. Um, quote: Get Rudolph for Xmas. Quote: Confirm Mom for Xmas. And quote: Make blanket fort. Uh, just wanted to point those things out. Um, for but yes, some reason. Uh, for some reason. Um, Abed then classifies Shirley, Britta, and Annie as bitches. And then it's on. Yeah, he immediately insults all three of them. 
and they do not like it uh, for some reason. Yeah, they um, say, you can't talk to us this way. And he's like, well, somebody has to because you're being bitches. And then Annie's like, well, we were just joking. Uh, good. Uh, uh, surprising defense for somebody who was being mean. If that makes them bitches, everyone's bitches. And guess what? Abed decides everyone is bitches. I went, uh, my note says Abed goes on a bitch rant because he's like, uh, he's, he's pointing out, you know, flaw after flaw. And he's like, bitch, triple bitch. Like he's yeah, just, he's just like, just saying the word bitch and pointing out on the trampoline. Pierce has found it. Uh, he is jumping and he's like, I want to go higher. They're like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. He's like, you get up here and you double bounce me or I'll tell everyone about this place. God is my witness. I will tweet it. Yeah. Troy does his like I'm anytime Troy is crying. I love love it. The line is always great. He's like, why are you doing this? I hate you. I hate you. And then double bounces Pierce high into the sky. Uh, and then he lands in a dumpster outside of the trampoline area. And it's like, they have an illegal trampoline. They have an illegal trampoline. My next note says Abed is still being rowboat cop. So <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Abed is insulting everyone, including a juice box for who taught you to be a juice box um, on the way to a table. Uh, he looks that up and everybody was a bitch. Just saying. Canonically. Yes. Um, he looks up and everybody's like 25 feet away from him and staring daggers at him. Uh, well, I would do want to point out pretty good social distancing on specifically Abed. Not everybody so, else though. What you're saying is call everyone a bitch. Everyone needs to call other everyone else a bitch and then they'll all stay away from each other. That's how we we'll, need to solve we'll beat, this thing. We'll beat this COVID thing. We've done it. We figured it out. The with the bitch vaccine. We got it. Yeah, Abed it's <laughs> it's at this point because Abed realizes that everyone is uh staying far away from him he realizes that something is wrong so he finds megan uh aka hillary duff aka mm -hmm. lizzie mcguire in mm -hmm. the library and he says he wants to restore the natural order and hands her over what he calls destruct codes mm -hmm. uh we go back to the trampoline where it is being dismantled by what seem what looks to be a chainsaw and I believe they they want to get a uh, a torch uh, a, a blow blowtorch. They're going to town on this trampoline. They're going to town. Um, Look, I I've seen Jeff's that episode like, of The Simpsons. Like I've seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets the trampoline and then can't get rid of it. It's hard to get rid of a trampoline. You gotta you gotta do a lot to get. You can't throw oh, it off enough. a cliff. You can't. Uh, you can't bring it back to Krusty the Clown. You mm -hmm. can't, uh, you know, you, you can't do a lot. It's it's really hard to get rid of a trampoline. Just saying. The Simpsons taught me that. You know, the Simpsons teach us a lot of things. Um, <laughs> so they, Jeff and Troy see Joshua, who has gotten fired. Um, they apologize, but Joshua's like, it's my fault. And then is just racist. Yeah, because he's immediately this like... Isn't even a, this isn't even subtext. It's text text yeah because he's immediately like you know i should i should have known uh you know i, I couldn't have trusted a, a black guy to keep the secret or you know whatever he says 
Uh, yeah, I didn't write it down because I didn't really want to write down, down yeah, that sentence. Yeah, I didn't want to do it either. Um, uh, Troy's like, that came out of nowhere. And Jeff's like, did it? And then you get a flashback to the whole, like, a place free of darkness. Uh, Troy is just, uh, some people are just naturally good jumpers. And then a, a weird shot where he's got a swastika tattoo on his chest. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be a maze. Yep. Uh, Troy's like, I guess I just didn't want to believe it. <laughs> Which tells you, which in this current landscape, when somebody tells you who they are, believe uh, them. Yeah, but also, you know, it's hard to see through the ecstasy of a perfect trampoline. That is true. Sometimes when you get the zen of the good bounce of uh, the world's whisper, if you will. Mm-hmm. Although now I'm now it feels like that term is a little tainted. Uh, but however, you can't. Sometimes you're overwhelmed by by pure zen. To see the uh, the absolute racism. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they realize that maybe purity that demands exclusion isn't real purity. And while they're having this sort of uh, realization... Yeah, Jeff even says that maybe paradise is a lie. And Pierce rolls up in a wheelchair with totally broken legs and legs yep. and casts. And it's like, paradise exists. It's in here. And he points at his chest a little bit. And um, then... Uh, Jeff is like, hey, you know, that's actually that's actually a really good point, which, you know, that's when you should know something's wrong, because when does Pierce make good points? Especially with broken legs. I don't I don't think the the brokenness of a man's legs uh, changes good points. No, th- well, I mean, what what is fair? The brokenness of a man's legs does not impact the clarity of his thoughts as long as there's no treatment for those broken legs. Yes, because. Jeff and Troy go off to go get some ice cream. Uh, Mostly because Jeff's white guilt is doing somersaults. And Troy says, worth it. And that's when Pierce pulls out the drugs in his pocket. And the the paradise he was talking about was the drugs. Yes. So. Uh, Yeah, we go to the cafeteria. And this is when Megan uses the destruct codes, which are basically just insults of Abed. You know, she's basically like, uh, the rest of us feel ashamed of ourselves, and that's why we have to make fun of others. But you did it just to fit in, and you never will. And uh, everyone is just like, oh, like burn. And Chang flips a table. Yeah, that is the thing I co- I commented as well. Uh, this is when Abed's targeting system does go offline, so we don't get any more of the, the robot cop has been shut down. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. The, the the ladies from the study group come over and is like, are you okay, Abed? He he tells them that he deserved it and he shouldn't have been mean to anybody. And Bert is like, we were the ones to take it too far. We became the woman we hate and we turned you into a monster. Yeah, and uh, he's like, you know, we're all at the mercy of each other and ourselves, which is why we need to... Uh, I don't remember what he says exactly. Some about how we all need to, you know, make up and... We're at the mercy of each other and ourselves. That's why there has to be forgiveness on both sides. Aww, man. Yeah. It's a touching moment. And that's when Pierce comes in uh, and he's still got the drone and he's flying it around. And they're like, Pierce, stop with the drone. And he says, I told you I can't. There's a little man inside. And he sounds a little high now. A little high. <laughs> he sounds a lot high <laughs> Thank now. You. And... Of all people, Andy Dick is uh, in the the uh, the drone. Yeah, serving in the as cockpit the, the of the drone. Uh huh. 
And he tells um, it, he tells uh, Pierce that it's okay to exceed the recommended daily dosage. I'm just going to go on a limb here and say, uh, never take advice from Andy Dick. <laughs> this seems like a good life rule to me, personally. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, if Andy Dick comes up to you and he's like, hey, fella, uh, I've got some good advice for you. Take out some subprime mortgage loans. My favorite part is I was going to go, with, but do I have some stock picks for you? So we were both going finances. We both went, we both went financial advice from Andy Dick. Uh huh. Both of us go to <laughs> financial advice from Andy Dick, which I'm assuming is his new podcast that he's going to be launching because... Of course he will. Hi, I'm Andy Dick, and uh, I'm here to tell you, take out multiple credit cards. Max <laughs> them out. That's how you get them to be used. Uh, I'm Andy Dick. I don't know how I talk. Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> kind of, it's okay. Andy, it's Andy Dick contest time. Oh, no, I you win. Good job. You got to you got to raise your voice up a little bit. You got to go okay. just a little bit nasally and you got to really accentuate a lot of your words. And now I'm Andy Dick. Take out a bunch of credit cards and max them out. <laughs> this is a contest I will lose and I don't even want to participate in to be honest. <laughs> okay, so you said it was you have to raise it up and you have to make it nasal. Am I too uh-huh. I feel like I'm too nasal right now. Uh, yeah, tone tone the nasal tone the just nasal a little down bit a little bit, a little uh-huh. bit, and then you got to make all the words be big. I feel like I'm just doing like Nathan Lane in a shitty movie, <laughs> <laughs> or no, I'm doing the guy in the B-52s. <laughs> it's what I'm doing. You gotta take those prime mortgages out now. I'm Andy Dick. You may get. Take out a new mortgage on your house and buy cocaine with it's, it. Welcome Do to the Andy cocaine Dick off and, of a stripper's and butt. the guy from Hi, the B-52's Dick. podcast about financial comedy. Um, this is the dumbest bit we've ever done. Oh, and and how? We've done some wild... Uh, Fred Schneider is the word, is the name I'm going for. Fred Schneider and Andy Dick's financial, financial uh, advice podcast. Uh, Andy Dick, please do not sue us. Um, Same with Fred Schneider, to be honest with you. Uh, I do not want to be... You know what? Actually, no, I kind of do want to get sued by the B-52s, and then we can talk about how good the, the last name Snyder is, except for he spells it wrong. You're gonna get a lawsuit. It's as big as a whale. And you're about to make bail. It's a love shack, baby! I feel like I didn't know that I had that impression in my bag, and now I do, and that's a problem for everyone. Boy, howdy. We were we were doing so good about staying on task for a lot of this episode, and then Andy Dick shows up, and then it just... You know what? So, sometimes that's just how Andy Dick hell. works. Uh, Andy Hold Dick, on. the pilot... I am going to... Yes, okay. We were at a beach. Everybody had matching towels. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I ha- I was looking up the Rock Lobster lyrics, and it just was a touch slow, and I just had to do it. Okay, sorry. But it wasn't okay. a rock. It was a rock lobster. Andy Dick shows up, uh, and he says it's okay to exceed the recommended daily dose. And 
uh, Jeff is like, okay, who's going to keep an eye on him and make sure that he doesn't OD? And they all do nose goes. And he's like, oh, I didn't know we were doing that. Wh- so, when did we start doing that? Uh-huh. Put a pin in the flippancy of uh, them just being like, well, hope he doesn't OD. Anyways, we move on to the tag. Uh, uh, Troy it's and Troy and Abed. Abed in the morning. Yeah, they're doing their Troy and Abed in the morning thing. Star Burns is there with a pet turtle. and Greendale's animal expert. He's just like, I just came in here to study and uh, I, I, you handed me a turtle and these, handling these things can give you salmonella. And they just kind of laugh and then they're like, okay, we're going to go do a check of the weather with Garrett. And he's like, it's still sunny. That's it. And that means that it is time for great. This episode's, I mean, it's fine. Um, I, so usually when I'm taking notes, I have to pause a lot um, sure. in order to, Same. you know, take notes on, on what's going on, who said what, you know, um, because this show tends to be pretty dense. This is, I think, the first time I have watched an episode and have been taking notes where I didn't pause it a single time. Oh, wow. Um, because I feel like so much of this episode is just Abed saying mean things to the quote-unquote bitches of Greendale. Yeah. And, you know, it 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 gets mean really fast. And then, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't find Abed, you know, making fun of a woman's muffin top, like, particularly entertaining. And so, you know, I, I feel like if you don't, love that aspect of it a lot of this episode is just kind of filler yeah like it does the the abed plot does come back around to being you know good um i do think it does have some some good uh lessons about you know being a good person and um you know taking advantage i mean i do feel like the the ladies do take advantage of abed a little bit sure absolutely um, i totally agree with that you know so i think i think that the the writing itself is i think pretty good i just i don't want to watch 15 minutes of abed saying mean things to women like right it feels kind of gross and so i think that is fine um not great the trampoline plot is pretty fun because like this idea that a trampoline is the cure to everything like boy howdy if i could hop on a trampoline and feel like they did i would go out and buy a trampoline right now i have no oh, idea yeah, where i put it i don't have a yard but like we, I, we could put it we could share one in the backyard here yeah there we go and then you know there's You're no double bounces you could put it in there yeah there's there's no double bounces so you know we don't even have to worry about the six foot distance exactly but yeah like if i could feel that good like amazing so i I love i love that sort of idea that this trampoline is just like this calming peaceful uh, slice of perfection in a chaotic terrible life it's amazing most of the episode isn't that though it's it's sort of the the weird like b plot to to the main a plot uh the the bitch plot which you know again it's fine um this is an important episode because it does kick off uh some events down the line which i won't go i won't get into because it it's you know 
spoiler stuff for those who haven't seen more episodes. So it's an important episode in community canon, but it's fine. Um, I'm going to give it a C plus. Um, I, I do think the vast majority of it is just, uh, is just kind of a bad being, being mean. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you compare it to a lot of, I, I don't think it's a bad episode of television, but when you compare it to a lot of other community episodes, I don't, I just don't think it holds up, uh, by comparison. So. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I agree with you mostly. Um, there are some things I, I do want to point out that I feel like it, there's something about a really interesting, there's some, there, they probably weren't trying to say this about the, the subplot with the trampoline, but it is interesting in the world that we currently live in where something is very tainted by the fact that it was that racism taints it. And I find that Uh kind of interesting that they're making that statement. And I probably, I'm probably being too myopic and saying it's, it's more of a recent thing when it's, you know, always been happening um, about how racism uh, taints things that are enjoyable but I think we've done more reckoning with it recently. And I think that's why we, why that resonates in a different way. I do love the idea that if you can get a good bounce, you can know what Zen is. And that, mm-hmm. that is very uh, appealing to me. I agree with you. I, I feel like this episode is like you said, it's important because it kicks off future things. Um, but I do think it's very similar to the pod, the episode that we or that I didn't like. I don't remember if you liked or not with the Schmitty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all just people being really crappy to each other. And that is a type of plot that I don't like as much. Um, I know that's a personal thing. Some people are okay with it. Some people aren't. I just, I don't find it entertaining for Abed or, you know, high schoolers to make fun of other people because they're kind of jerks. I mean, like I, I get the jerks will get their comeuppance, but it's mostly about uh, this episode to me is Abed becoming a jerk, realizing he's a jerk and then getting somebody else to kind of turn off his jerkness. Because again, you know, he needs somebody to play the destruct codes of his RoboCop. RoboCop. RoboCop cosplay effectively. So yeah, I'm, I, 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 I recognize the import of this. And of course there are always good little bits of things like the way that, that Troy delivers. I mean, I will always be on board with Troy delivering lines kind of in a an interesting way. I, I, I agree with you. There are funny bits here and there. I just don't find it. It's not an episode I'll go back to, but I, but it's, it's not as bad as the Schmitty episode. I will say that. I don't remember what I gave that, but I, I will agree with you here. It's probably a C plus around there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, we want to know what you think about this episode. Um, we want to know what you think about our Andy Dick impressions, especially if you are Andy Dick. Or our Fred Schneider impressions. And by our, I mean mine. Um, have you ever had a weird Uber experience or Lyft or any rideshare? uh have you what was the other tan we went on in some other tangent and i don't remember what it was now um who even knows if you have gone on a tangent in your life (laughs) (laughs) uh please please tweet at good greendale let us know 
We want to hear from you about this episode, about other episodes. What do you think about Janet from The Good Place? What do you think about Janet from The Good Place? We want to know. Or just like, hold on to that until we do a Good Place podcast, because frankly, that's probably on the uh, in the cards. If you're Darcy Carden. Not, not in the, the what the heck deck cards, but in the cards. If you're Darcy Carden, uh, come join this podcast. Be on this podcast, even though it has nothing to do with you. We just want to be that. on a podcast with you. And I will say that even though she 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 did go on Doughboys and she was a delight and she matched the energy. So I'm you you're all the door is open for you, Darcy. Uh, you can whether or not you are Andy Dick or Darcy Carden, you can tweet at us at Good Greendale. You can find a uh, contact form at goodmorninggreendale.com. You can find links there to our Patreon page our uh, Facebook fan group. And uh, speaking of Patreon, we this was our live episode. Uh, we did a live episode for $5 and up patrons. Uh, we do that once a month when we are actually uh, on top of that. We missed October, for which I will feel forever shame. Um, However, we will do our best in the future, but we can't promise a ton. It's 2020. Uh, you know, what we're, are you we're gonna all, do? We're all doing our best here. Uh so yeah, if you want to join in on that um, and join uh, Laura and Matt, who are both in the chat today, uh, we hung out. They watched us goof up uh, live. It was it was some fun times. Uh, As always, Laura says, it's fun Yay, to watch us rock. be idiots live. And I agree. Um, so that is ba- uh, patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And uh, I think that's going to do it here. I for think we've us. done enough um so uh we'll be back next week and uh we'll be talking about a much better episode i'm excited for next week's episode i'm very excited as well until then i'm ben i'm robot cop whoa okay uh i'm (laughs) i'm in the presence of royalty sorry Uh, i thought we were doing a joke sign off hold on no that's fine it's done it's done it's it's done I wish you luck. luck.